It's Lights Camera Jackson. You're listening to the LCJ Q&A podcast, and you can read these interviews at animationscoop.com. The trolls are back, and they're back on the big screen in Trolls Band Together in theaters from DreamWorks November 17th. Already a big hit overseas. And joining me returning to the LCJ Q&A, it's director Walt Dorn. Hey, Walt. Hey, it's so good to see you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. Good to see you. The last time you were on, it was for uh, Trolls World Tour in April 2020. And wow. whoa, those were weird times, weren't they? <laughs> Definitely weird times. I'm glad I'm here now with you in this way. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. And, and we've got uh, them back on the big screen in theaters for Trolls Band Together, which is a lot of fun. I watched it and wow, it's a good time. Oh, that's that's the whole point. So you get it. Yeah, it's it's a movie that we always say is scientifically engineered to make you feel better. Yes, it does make you feel good. And the buzz surrounding it is already making people feel so good, especially because of JT, Justin Timberlake, getting his NSYNC members uh, back together. The band is back with this song, Better Place. So I have to ask you, because the core uh, theme of this movie involves a boy band, and obviously JT was in that boy band, was the thought of them reuniting for the song what got the plot going as far as development on Trolls Band together? Well, it's a good question. And I think it, this is more of a case of life imitates art. So we really, we wanted to do this story for a while now of uh, Branch and having these brothers that you didn't know. And it would have to be way go. Like when he was a baby, that's why he hasn't brought them up. He doesn't like talk about it. It's very hurtful to him. <laughs> and he, he just closes off. So we started telling that story. And we said, okay, what if his, he was in a band with his brothers? And what if they were a boy band and they were named Brozone? Then we started talking about all that great music. And we started talking to Justin about that experience. And he has such a just a fun, healthy attitude of it all. You know, we celebrate the music of the 90s and boy bands, but we also can poke fun at it a little bit. That I think that's a nice, healthy way of going about it. So as we were doing that, a little bit later in the process, he texted our producer, Gina Shea, and he says, what if I got the guys back together again? <laughs> Thanks to trolls, it happened. <laughs> you guys must have freaked out when he sent that text message. Gina said our heads exploded. That's how she tells the story. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. And the song is great. The song is featured in the movie. It's already hit. What I love about the story with these boy band members, the opening five minutes of this movie are hilarious. The way you uh, categorize the different kinds of members of a boy band, that must have been a lot of fun diving into that. I love that. There's so much fun with the boy bands of the 90s. I mean, there's a history of boy bands, you know, that goes way back, you know, the Bee Gees and the the Beatles would could be called a boy band. But that particular era of the 90s has so much fun. So it's such a big playground to play in, like the band identities, which I love. The sensitive one, the fun boy. Like that was fun. We we threw around a lot of different ideas for them. And so when these guys got together to record this song, and then you also have Anna Kendrick, of course, returning as Poppy, who was in the girl groups with the Pitch Perfect franchise. And, and Poppy is able to embrace the bro zone factor of this. How was it kind of taking in those surreal moments with both of them who you've been with now on these movies with this band experience? Yeah, it's, it's really a gift to me, you know, to the movie and to the audience. But to me personally, it was so much fun. And in fact, with Anna, who was a big boy band fan back in the day, she was. So she got to play this part of Poppy and herself that we haven't seen. She's this kind of 
a big fan. She's a huge Brozone fan, which I think creates some fun conflict for Branch. <laughs> but it's great to see her kind of fan out and geek out for this band. That was great. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you all had a good time with it because yeah, yeah. Those are fun moments where she's kind of taking it all in. And yeah, it's it's great. And, and at its core, this movie is also a rescue movie. It's a it's a mission movie. One of Branch's brothers, Floyd, is held hostage by these really interesting uh villains, Velvet and Veneer, who look really cool. Tell me about about our, our villains so everybody can know a little bit about them and how you got the look of them, which is very interesting. Yeah, that took a while. This idea, we you know, we love creating new villains. Each film gets a new villain and they have all these different layers. So we all get excited about it, but it's really hard to find that. And it took us a while. We wanted to have these kind of 90s pop diva characters, but we don't have humans in our world. So we got to find a way to make them like doll-like. So we started looking at kind of bendy dolls, like that kind of thing. We looked back at 1930s design and 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 then blended it with 1990s sensibilities. So it really became all these disparate <laughs> ingredients to create this new thing. And they're performed by uh, Andrew Reynolds and Amy Schumer, two actors we really wanted to work with. And they really helped us grow who these characters were. And then when it's finally time to animate them, we really looked back in the 30s to do this kind of rubber hose animation, again, mixed with pop diva attitude. <laughs> They're wild. They're, we're so excited how they came out. They are very wild. And you're right in, in the distinct looks of them. And, and I thought that because you hadn't had humans in this universe, like you said, that they are kind of the closest thing to that. Yeah. It's pretty interesting looking. And, and also when you go to this beach land where <laughs> one of the brothers and his family they're kind of sock puppet looking creatures is that yeah. sort of inspiration you were going for with them yeah good eye that's definitely something you know we've always been inspired by puppets on the troll movies you know even the last film we had uh the animators go into puppet camp to kind of just study that movement plus all the fiber and everything we use in this film for the textures of the world and the clothes we said well what if we just took it one step further we started thinking about these, they're called their uh, vacay islanders. That's who they are. Then we're thinking of them like a water balloon wrapped in a terry cloth towel. Like, oh, that's great. And what if we got them to move a little bit again, kind of like older animation and they moved around like puppets. Uh, yeah. It, it, it still blows my mind to watch that sequence. Like, how that all comes together, the passion and inventiveness and ingenuity of the crew. Yeah, it looks great. Walt Dorn is here with me on the LCJ Q&A podcast. DreamWorks Trolls band together in theaters November 17th. There is a key location, a visual of what's called the Rage Dome. And yeah. I thought, wow, this kind of reminds me of the new sphere that's in Las Vegas. How about wow. the timing of all that? Isn't that wild? You know, and I know it's so wild. Just it's a coincidence. It's a coincidence. It really is. But then we got to be on the sphere in Vegas, the Trolls uh, trailer was on that thing. So I guess, you know, watching trolls from space, that's a first. Yes, that. you can see it from space. That's right. Wow, that is cool. <laughs> that is a highlight for sure. And also this movie, it's a little bit in the trailer as well, some wild hand-drawn moments. What kind of attention to detail did you want to put into the uh, absurd hand-drawn sequence that's in this? Yeah. Oh, another one. There's so much in this movie. I really love that sequence. Like You go behind the backdrop of space and time and see what it's like back there. <laughs> and we really want to use... I've been, I was trained in hand-drawn animation, so I really wanted an opportunity to play around with that and play around with this psychedelic visuals, you know, just, again, to make it feel handmade and just to give a playground for the crew and for the audience to 
to trip out, man. Yeah. Trip out. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I had the fortune to screen the movie at home in advance. So I was able to talk to you today, but obviously everybody's going to go see this on the big screen. I have to tell you though, in, in watching the movie and in listening to the movie, the music sounds better than ever. Just the, what you put into the sound work of this is so good. I love that. Thank you for noticing, because that's really something. I mean, you can get at home, of course, like you experience, but to go in the theater and have this experience, it, we wanted to make it feel like it's a concert. In fact, there's even an act three part where it's like a we call it a concert on wheels. Everyone just have to go and see what that means. <laughs> but the yeah, the sound is so dense. We had so many great musicians. I mean, again, Justin as our executive music producer. We had Joe Shirley, an incredible music producer, Mike Elizondo. I, just the list of musicians that we had involved in this made sure we get a quality sound like we haven't had before. Yeah, you are right. And there are some great music montages with the songs that come into play. There's an opening sequence, uh, one after the initial uh, boy band prologue. That's very good. Do you have a list and just decide, okay, these are the ones we want to uh, redo this time? Which ones you decide yeah. on? It's a, it's a good question because it's quite a process to go through. I mean, there, even though it's not a traditional musical, that's for sure, is that we allow the story to dictate what those are first. So we come up with the story. Here's the story works. We start going, oh, this would be a good place for a song. What kind of songs? You know, I think there's an example I use where we were trying to find a, a transition between scenes. And we had this character, Crimp, who's the assistant of the villains. And we were trying to find a way into this scene instead of just cutting to the villains and that morning I was listening to Dolly Parton's nine to five. And I said, that's it. That's it. like, so you could, you could get an idea while you're showering and come into work and try it. And that's always the exciting times, you know, there's, there's a lot of personal favorites, but Justin's involved in that. Our producer, all of us, we all pitch in ideas. Cool. And what I love about the story this time is what you do with bringing it back around to the original and the theme of the Bergens. And you, you focus on that factor. You know, they were, they were threatening to the trolls in the first one until they discovered that you know, they could all get along and you sort of bring that around and, and take a spin on it. Was that a goal for you going into this of, Hey, it's, it's the third one. Now, maybe we tie it back to how it all sort of started. Yeah, you're right. That, and I think that really helps the sequel. I mean, you want new characters, you want new worlds, you want to see the characters in the spine of the narrative, watch them evolve and grow, like Poppy and Branch are now a couple, that's new. So you get all these things in a sequel, but I think it's also nice to, as different as we want to push it, make it itself, to tie them all together, make it cohesive. And we all love the Bergens. I feel like the audience did. We want to check back in with them. Well, how are they doing now? that they don't eat trolls. I think at one point they ate impossible trolls or something, but <laughs> we didn't, we didn't go there. That's for next time. Right. But they're back and they're, they're, they're living their best life. That's for sure. Living the best life. And, and we're all living our best life, especially when we visit a mini golf course at one point in the movie, what is your favorite mini golf experience of your life? Walt, <laughs> back to that. No one has asked me that. I really like that question. I grew up in Ojai, California, and over in Ventura, which is very close to Ojai, it's like the beach town, we had a golf and stuff there, and I grew up at that place. You could roller skate across the street, and, <laughs> and then you could go to the arcade at the golf, golf and stuff and play some golf and stuff, always with the windmill. There was always a windmill in all these golf courses. We had a windmill. We have it here. 
Wow. Yeah. I've loved mini golf my whole life. So I for love that. to be treated to that as a key story element, that's good. That's really yeah. good. You could actually play, you could play this. They designed it, you know, our production designer designed it in a way they could make this course and you could play it. It's that it's real. It's, it's our size. Right. <laughs> right. And they could play it. And now they you could. all should bring it to life as a theatrical attraction. Yes. That got it. We're, we're on it. Yes. Good. Good. So this is the third Trolls feature. We've had two awesome holiday specials as well. I know DreamWorks has got Kung Fu Panda 4 on the way. Yeah. So how many of these troll stories do you want to be a part of, Walt? <laughs> well, there there is an endless well of inspiration in these movies. You know, there is a whole... First, like, at the core of it is the human experience. And we never run out of things to talk about for the trolls to do that we have to deal with in our own lives. But right. also just the possibilities are endless. The creative possibilities. So it is a great playground to play in a great toolbox we'd be happy to make more you know if the world wants it we're ready to make more i think the world does i think this All is right. going to be a gigantic hit over the holidays uh nice. the song is a phenomenon already and this movie is going to be a big hit for families walt dorn trolls band together it's in theaters november 17th from dreamworks check it out bring the family for the holidays and thank you walt for being back here on the lcj q a today yeah thank you for having me so much fun Awesome. I am Lights Camera Jackson. For all these episodes, go to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Lights-Camera-Jackson.com and read them at AnimationScoop.com. Thank you for listening to the LCJ Q&A.